Welcome to the Bars and Tone radio program, an in-depth look at the news and issues facing Ahecta members today. Now here are your hosts, Hal Meeks and BJ Tarian. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Bars and Tones podcast. I'm BJ Tarian. And I'm Hal Meeks. Both at North Carolina State University. And today we are going to be talking about over-the-top programming and cord cutting on college campuses. But before we get to that, happy holidays, Hal. It's the uh, week before Christmas here. And we are very excited to be uh, wrapping things up. That's right. Uh, later this week, we have pizza and bowling. That's going to be absolutely uh, very crucial. Much, yes. You know, I'm going to break 100 this year. Yes. I am looking forward to pizza and bowling. That's our end of the year party coming up here in just a couple of days. Uh, but today's guest, so we have Rajiv Shinoy, Senior Director for Stream 2, the app GIPTV service, and Carl Reyes, the Account Director for Special Markets at Showtime. Uh, let's get into the show. How What is cord cutting? Okay, so uh, cord cutting is replacing a traditional uh, uh, television service such as uh, cable services, or um, I would also include uh, DirecTV or Dish uh, TV satellite services with a replacement service that's typically delivered over broadband. Um, and uh, the difference is is that instead of going to uh, you know paying you know seventy eighty to one hundred dollars for a cable uh, where you get one hundred and ten one hundred twenty channels you 're getting a smaller selection of channels that is more core channels that people want to be able to get at a lower cost and Experian marketing services estimated that six point five percent of u s homes cut the cord in 2015, and ESPN's annual filing, uh, filing said that it lost 7 million customers over the last uh, two years. So people are doing it across the nation. People are wanting to watch their video content in other ways and wanting to find ways to do it more efficiently in terms of how much money they're spending on video consumption. And that's where over-the-top programming comes in. Hal, talk a little bit about over-the-top. Okay, so over-the-top programming is, uh, again, where you have uh, services that are, are combined to get the sorts of things that you want to be able to do. So as an, so as an example, for instance, uh, instead of having a single service such as uh, Time Warner Cable or Charter Communication or one of those, you might combine services. So for instance, as an example, you might have Sling TV um, where you are getting 30-something channels. And then on top of that, you have Netflix. Uh, so you have both... Uh, real-time cable type of programming, but then you also have on-demand programming through Netflix where you're able to time shift content. And cord cutting, as I said, is taking place nationally, but it's also taking place on college campuses. Bloomberg uh, wrote that campuses are dropping traditional cable television systems because of non-usage by students on campuses where service is not automatically provided. Uh, Students prefer streaming the shows and over-the-top programming. Uh, Bloomberg went on to say that students were streaming to multiple devices when they want it and where they want it, which is not so easy in a coax world. Now, how? where are the students going? You mentioned Netflix. Uh, there are other ones out there, though. Oh, sure. There's, uh, uh, for instance, there's uh, Amazon Prime, for instance, which is $99 a year. Of course, there's Hulu um, as well. Um, then there's, of course, the uh, service like Vudu, which has been around for a long time. It's sort of like down there, but uh, they offer, um, you know, uh, rentals, video rentals. And then, of course, you have uh, PlayStation uh, View, for instance, which is their cable service. And uh, in DirecTV uh, has now announced a very competitive television service 
cameras. So these are all available. And uh, the thing about them is, is that you're able to watch these through a set-top box, such as a um, Roku or an Apple TV. Um, you're also able to watch these things on video game systems, uh, which is going to be popular with college students, for instance, such as the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and then, of course, even Nintendo uh, supports these uh, services as well. Um, but in addition, you also have the ability to watch this on your mobile device, which is a real game changer. So now you're able to watch television programming on your uh, iPhone or Android phone. Uh, of course, uh, tablets are support as well. And of course, you know, laptops. So you're, this is a real game changer. You're able to time, not just time shift programming, but now you're actually able to, uh, not watch television, television in the living room anymore, pretty much anywhere you want and this is great and one i think uh distinction needs to be made though is on a lot of these services like sling tv the playstation view direct tv now you're getting the quote-unquote essential channels you're not getting all of the channels you're getting the, the a lot of the big ones uh some of the sports channels i uh, i know that with sling the price plans run around 20 25 depending on what package you get uh, right direct tv now plans are around 35 dollars, and the view plans are around 45 dollars uh, student wants on demand, like you had said, but also they want it on the multiple devices. And that's also a big change that is a little bit more difficult to do with, with coax. Content providers, though, they're increasingly wanting to provide over-the-top programming. Some content's free. Some is supplied for a fee. And others content is provided that is tied to the cable service still. Uh, and then there's yet another type where you can have a hybrid. Some of the content's free. Some of the content you have to pay for. Uh, and you can watch it on the apps, like you said, or on your mobile devices. The technology is rapidly changing. How do colleges and universities react? Well, some schools are no longer offering the service. Northwestern dropped it in 2015. Duke University did it prior to that. Others have bundled it uh, within the residence hall rates. And more have partnered with groups like Philo and Campus Televideo, which is now Apogee. And they offer students ways to watch traditional television and video content on demand uh, and on multiple platforms. And joining us now is Rajiv Shinoy, Senior Director for Stream 2, the Apogee IPTV service. Rajiv, how are you today? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I'm really uh, excited to chat with you guys and talk more about the cable TV industry. Now, have you gotten all your holiday shopping done? <laughs> Terrible question, but in case my wife listens to this, the answer is absolutely. <laughs> yes, you had it done back in like uh, August, right? You, that's right, ahead. that's right. Just like me. <laughs> so I'll leave it like that. So we'll talk a little bit about the, the content and delivery services that Apogee provides for university environments. Yes, I think context is really important to this. So there's, there's two anecdotes that I always like talking in terms of what we're doing. So first and foremost, Apogee has actually been in the IPTV space in higher education for the last decade. And from a technical standpoint, it works just fine. We're traditionally, through our merger with Campus Video, um, we are providing traditional IPTV equipment that would take linear cable TV, transcode and encode it, and then deliver it to student devices. And while from a technical perspective, it works just fine, we got a lot of constructive feedback over those 10 years and built Stream 2 based off that. So we actually converted it into what we call an IPTV service, or what we like to say is from content to student devices, we're able to manage the entire experience 
and change the relationship with universities to be far more collaborative. So what does that mean? It means that we're bringing in the equipment and managing the equipment so there's no longer a large capex for the university. We're showing ways of combining traditional entertainment content like you know, keeping up with the Kardashians or football games. But also the part that got me most excited is we noticed a massive proliferation of content on campus. So there's social media, live streaming, flyers, and student videos. And what got me personally excited, it's, it's once you have that technology piece figured out and managed, we work closely with the universities and combining that entertainment content with all the exciting content specific to each school. And so that's how we're taking a different twist to IPTV based off our experience over the last 10 years innovating around it. Have you noticed a trend in cord cutting in universities? And if so, do you have a program in place to meet the changing needs of universities? Yes, I think it's important to back up a little bit because we, we hear this question all the time. And before the podcast started, BJ and I were talking about conferences. And I've been very fortunate where in 2016 I got to attend um, worldwide attended conferences around the TV industry. And one of the most powerful speakers I heard was Sir Martin Sorrell, who's the CEO of the WPP group, which is like the largest agency in the world. And he gave an entire two-hour speech on the future of TV. And I've noticed some, a lot of what he say, says, I've tried it in the field and talking to students in universities. And, and basically what he said is, cord cutting is happening, but the definitions are really important to focus on. So when you hear cord cutting, a lot of people's first reaction is people aren't watching TV anymore. But data, whether it's from Gartner, from WPP, from Verizon, from Deloitte, from Nielsen, it actually shows that live streaming is extremely popular and it's actually the most watched event um, in the world right now. It's just the, the access and the way we're doing it is completely different. Where traditionally, the way we would watch TV, like when I was little growing up, was at 7.30, Dad and I would watch Jeopardy, right? In today's world, people are still watching TV just in new ways, on their devices, over the top, on their phone, on their iPad. And from an industry, when you look at it outside of higher ed, AT&T acquiring DirecTV is a great example of this, where a large conglomerate like AT&T noticed the change in how people are viewing content and decided to acquire DirecTV to deliver it over the top. In terms of higher education and what that means, when you ask a student, do you watch cable TV, 99% of them will be like, what? Ew, no. But then if you ask them if they live streamed the Cowboys game last night, almost all of them will be like, obviously I did. And so the definition has changed where if you talk about live content and live streaming, almost unanimously these students are doing it. When you use the word cable TV, the mindset's the traditional way of delivering it. It's a cable behind your TV the way Dad and I used to watch it. And so I want to be really clear that we're seeing cord cutting, but we're also seeing an increase in how much people are viewing live content. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We know what the students want to do. We know what the customer wants to do. But there's the content provider's perspective, too. And we've always heard a, a big portion or a big uh, impediment to doing a lot of the streaming is contractors or contractors, content providers saying that, no, you can't stream. Uh have you noticed from their perspective any willingness by the content providers to change their delivery mechanisms or their models? Great question. And 
my research and also what you see in the consumer space is very telling. So a little history, TV has been one of the most um, involved industries over the years and one of the most difficult to change. Apple tried changing TV five, ten years ago and failed. I think where we are now as an industry is finally ready to accept the change where the consumer is almost dictating for a change. And what, where I'm coming from is uh, traditionally the content providers were in control, right? You needed good content for the Comcast and the Verizons and the large MSOs to deliver it. Whereas now, because it's moving so much more to personal devices, you're seeing a very interesting shift where the MSOs have a little bit more power, like an AT&T. And so what I'm finding is that content providers and content creators especially have to become far more innovative around how they're delivering content and they have to adapt to the time to the changes the changes in consumer demand and so i think it's going to take a while it's not going to happen overnight but we're already seeing a trend towards a different model where you know originally 120 channel lineups are relatively standard but to use the um, over-the-top models that AT&T, for example, is providing consumer space, you could choose a 30-channel package now. Um, I think debundling is going to continue to become a trend. However, ESPN is my favorite example. Where ESPN, Martin Farrell actually gave this analogy or this example. They did a study on how much it would cost if ESPN were to completely debundle and sell their ESPN package direct to consumer. And they did it in conjunction with McKinsey. And I could, I could find it for you guys and send it. But basically, their research showed that ESPN or Disney would have to charge sixty dollars a month per sub wow. if they were going to if they were going to debundle ESPN out of all the the major packages that these MSOs provide, simply because ESPN negotiated a nine billion dollar contract, or whatever it is, with various sports leagues, right? And so, all of a sudden, this thing has compounded over the years. Um, but where I see a lot of hope is what Twitter's doing with the NFL, right? So Twitter has dipped their toes in a live streaming NFL content, um, as well as the Olympics, I believe. And so, again, it's going to take a while, but industry is chipping away at changing the model slowly. But these changes take a long time. They're not easy. The business model is so rooted in the cost of content creation, the cost of distribution, the cost of advertising, and a lot of dependency on local economies that it will happen, but it's not going to happen in the next three to five years. It might be a little bit longer than that. How can TV be used in a more strategic way in higher education? Um, what are the ways that you, you can drive student engagement integration with the proliferation of live content on campus? Yeah, so this has been the part I'm most passionate about. So I graduated college. I'm, I'm dating myself for eight years. Even though I feel like I'm an 18 to 22-year-old, I'm, I'm an old and 30 and expecting my first child. So it's exciting, but I feel old. Um, but what we've noticed is through our Campus Life channel, we get a lot of requests from students being like, hey, I want to live stream our, you know, this is real, our Quidditch competition or our dodgeball competition. Whereas eight years ago when I graduated, that wasn't really an option. And so by leveraging your TV distribution, like Legacy Coax or even IPTV, you kind of empower the students to um, homegrown their own live content. And the creation aspect of this has become so easy where Apogee hires student ambassadors. 
we show them how to do YouTube Live, for example, and they now have the ability from their 14 megapixel phone live stream that Quidditch competition, and we have the ability to ingest that and not only live stream it across stream two, but also inject it in their coax feed, one, driving the cost down of digital signage significantly, but two, also giving the students an easy platform to voice themselves. From an academic perspective where this gets very exciting is think about all of the events and activities universities are hosting from therapy dogs to guest speakers, all the things that really encapsulate the culture of each campus. We're able to capture that through content and distribute it over existing infrastructure. Finally, where I think this is all headed is imagine if you change your mindset of IPTV to this is actually a video platform. My vision for Stream 2 alongside with, you know, our executives and the people above is combining all the exciting campus content with entertainment content so students can flip between watching Shark Tank and their entrepreneur class lecture or their chemistry lecture and jump back and forth between this entertainment world and academic world, driving student engagement, driving success, and maybe even driving persistence where during commercial breaks during the football game, instead of watching a local ad for Ford or GM, they watch a YouTube video from their campus's career center, right? Dear student XYZ, apply to your um, campus recruiters now or go to your um, career center to learn more about how to build a resume. And so there's some really cool aspects of combining those types of content and treating this as a video platform rather than just a traditional IPTV entertainment network. And so that's what gets me really excited about where all this is headed. It is interesting. So if uh, I'm a university listening to this and I'm interested to find out more about Apogee and Stream 2, where do I go? Yeah, so I think the best way to reach out to us and, and really our growth strategy is either A, through our website and just email us. But we've also understood that the student experience and the administrator experience is paramount to collaborative success. And what that means is we've grown our teams regionally. We now have account managers focused on a smaller footprint of schools. And the reason why we've adopted this is, one, it's our responsibility to help you innovate around video content distribution and TV. But two, with this more collaborative approach, universities are coming to us with real challenges and we're able to help solve them alongside you. So depending on where you are, we have regional managers that you can reach out to or that can reach out to you and understand where you are in the spectrum of TV, but also share with you some best practices and ways that we've done it in the past to not only build on your TV experience, but really complement a lot of the investments universities are making in video, social media, and content. Rajiv Shinoy, Senior Director for Stream 2, the Apogee IPTV service. Uh, congratulations on the upcoming new edition. And, uh, Thank also, you. Yeah, and also all this free time you're going to have since you've already purchased all of your gifts um, for, for the course <laughs> of the next week. Thanks for joining us. Have a great holiday. Appreciate it. You guys too, and thanks for the uh, opportunity. It was fun.
We've been talking about over-the-top programming, and most content providers are, are providing over-the-top programming now. Even our PAC-TV station, which is our NC State student sports station, has just launched on Apple and Roku. So we're excited about that. Showtime has been providing their over-the-top programming content with Showtime Anytime. And Carl Reyes, the account director for special markets of Showtime, for Showtime, joins us now on the phone. Carl, how are you? I'm doing great, BJ. Uh, happy holidays. You too. Do you have all the shopping done? Uh, I, I will have it done this afternoon. <laughs> That's good. I think when this comes out, it's going to be Friday. So if we don't have it done by then... <laughs> Showtime for everyone. Showtime <laughs> memorabilia. Right. There we go. There we Gee, go. thanks. I got a... I got some Showtime memorabilia in my under the Christmas tree. That'll I'm work. So happy. That'll work. That right? works. That works. So, Carl, talk a little bit about Showtime Anytime. What exactly is it? Well, Showtime Anytime is a TV Everywhere app that provides free access to Showtime's content library when a paid subscription to Showtime's linear service is in place for, in, in general senses, you know, a residential consumer. So, you know, that that consumer can access over 2,000 titles on demand, and they can expect to see new programs edited every week. And they have the ability also on the app to watch Showtime's live East or West Coast feeds, uh, which is which is pretty good if people like to catch a show like Homeland Live when it premieres first season, first episode of the, first, of the next season. Uh, they also have the ability to uh, play shift between devices. Uh, for the traditional consumer, you know, they can register up to five devices and have three simultaneous streams going at once. And uh, there's also this in, uh, social sharing component on Facebook and Twitter uh, when, they're, when they're actually viewing Showtime anytime from an iOS or Android app. It's a pretty robust service that meets, you know, the ever-changing way that people consume video content today. Now, in the context of colleges and universities, which I think is where we're going uh, more with this call, uh, Showtime Anytime is still the same free, added-value TV Everywhere service. However, only on-campus students can access Showtime Anytime and their school subscribe to a Showtime Linear Bulk subscription through a provider called Apogee. Uh, they are, Apogee is our first partner in deploying the Showtime Anytime service in the uh, bulk, bulk property uh, universe. And we just actually talked with uh, Rajiv uh, shortly before talking with you, too. So that's oh, great, exciting. Great. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting there. Okay, so um, how is Showtime Anytime uh, delivered on college campuses to uh, users who are using Apogee? Well, first, uh, students must be enrolled in on-campus housing at a college or university that carries the Showtime Linear service via an Apogee bulk subscription. So, you know, once that, that requirement is satisfied, uh, Apogee has done a fantastic job of working with the universities so that students can authenticate using existing school credentials via Apogee's newly redesigned discovery page. So, you know, a student would go to this Apogee page, they would select their university, and by selecting their university, they would now go into the grid to be able to authenticate. And similar to the way... A traditional person, a, you know, a resident would authenticate on Showtime. It, you know, it's once they sign on that first time, those credentials stick. I believe it's up to thirty to sixty days, and they don't have to sign in every single time. So it's 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 a it's a, it's a great benefit without going through the arduous task of of uh, uh, authenticating each time. So I had said earlier too that you know students can access uh, content on and off campus. 
And unlike the traditional Showtime Anytime uh, home subscriber, uh, what we've done is we've limited the number of devices to three devices, whereas the home user gets five. And we've limited the number of streams at any given time per student to one, whereas the home subscriber has three. And the reason we've done that, yeah, this is a, a student by themselves in their room, the services for them. This is not a family subscribing where they're going to have one for the mother, the father, the child. So, uh, you know, this, 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 this I think is ideal for both the students and also, you know, for Showtime to kind of control, uh, the, the usage of the content. And, you know, these type of authentication integrations between Showtime, the school and Apogee, uh, between the integration and the, the QA testing, you know, we're talking about a 30 day integration. It's, it's been going really smoothly for us. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward in 2017 to speaking to a lot more schools. Uh, and, and you, you hit on it a little bit there when you were answering, uh, the ever changing way people watch media. What are some of the, the things that you've seen with that? Well, I mean, let's face it, you know, we live in a day and age where people's schedules, especially students, you know, are very unpredictable, ever-changing. Uh, and, and, you know, let's talk about students. You know, their studies should always come first. So when they're good and ready to kind of kick back and relax, put the books down, uh, and they choose to watch some video content, you know, it may not be conducive to the start time of linear television. So uh, what they want is this on-demand content, you know, showtime anytime, anytime, anywhere, when they're ready, uh, and, you know, commercial-free, too. So, uh, you know, this is a great product for them because it provides them, you know, with these capabilities, you know, very flexible capabilities. And uh, it's what they've asked for, and it's, and it's what we've been able to deliver. And you say that students can edit or, or watch it on different platforms on, and multiple devices. What type of devices is it available on? Oh, well, there's, there's tons of devices. I mean, they, they can watch it from smart TVs, computers, their iPhone, their iPad, Android phones and tablets and TV, Chromecast, Kindle Fire. I mean, the list goes on. Roku. Uh, we've pretty much, uh, we, we've, uh, you know, hit all the most popular uh, devices that uh, students and just, you know, consumers in general are using today so that they can get access. You know, we realize some people are loyalists to, the, you know, to Apple products and some people are loyalists to Android products. So, you know, we have to be on both of those platforms. Uh, so it's really, it's, it's really great that the, the, the flexibility, not only in being able to watch the program when you're on watch it, but the flexibility to, like I said before, they can, you know, shift between devices. You know, if you're watching it on the bus ride home on your phone or your tablet, and then you want to shift it, you know, to your, your television set, in your room, you know, you have the ability to do that, which is fantastic. Now, why do you see Showtime Anytime or really any other TV everywhere service as the future of delivering content? Well, it's like I said before, you know, people want to do things when the time is right for them. You know, again, with the schedules being very unpredictable and ever-changing, uh, I think, you know, content should be consumed uh, when people are getting ready for it. Uh, you know, one of the nice things about uh, TV everywhere uh, is that, um, you know, for a student especially, you know, our product, we've, we've tried to replicate as much of the residential product into the student product. And what I mean by that is, you know, we want the student to have an experience that, you know, when, once they graduate school and they get their own, you know, their first home, their first apartment, you know, they could say, hey, I want to continue to subscribe to Showtime anytime. And, if 
that experience transfers from the univer- on-campus dorm room, you know, to to their new apartment, and it's kind of seamless. Uh, it, you know, it's it's they're getting exactly what they expect. Um, you know, so we allow them to take their devices with them on winter break or spring break, you know, off campus and actually stream our content while they're, you know, uh, in, in the school, school year. So from, from the day they check into their dorm room to the day they check out at the end of the school year, they're going to have access to Showtime anytime. And, and again, to be able to take it home on winter break or spring break is a really nice benefit. You know, that's where they could tell their mom and dad, Hey, I got Showtime here. You guys want to watch it rather than the, <laughs> the reverse, which was always they would show up at school and have the credentials of their parents. So it's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of, you know, their way of uh, growing up a bit too and, and, and being in control of, of their content and their subscriptions. Sure. Okay, uh, so Carl, uh, tell me about the 99 cent uh, Showtime deal for college campuses with DirecTV. Yes, uh, we just announced that. Uh, we, we, we actually uh, had a 99 cent deal. Uh, all of this year with DirecTV and universities were excluded, uh, and we just were able to renew that deal for 2017. So if you're a DirecTV surf school and you want to get Showtime as a second premium, meaning if you carry HBO or Encore or any other qualified premium and you want to add Showtime as a second premium, it's only 99 cents. And it's a fantastic deal. Uh, you know, when you look at how many schools out there uh, don't have a premium or how many schools out there might have one. It's, it's, it's a rather, you know, uh, you know, cost conscious proposition to add our content at a very, very uh, good price that has never been really seen before. Well, Carl, thanks for joining us today. Carl Reyes, the account director of special markets for Showtime, talking about Showtime Anytime and the 99 cent promotion that Showtime is, uh, is running right now. If people wanted to take advantage of that or universities want to take advantage of that, how would they do so? Well, I would recommend that they speak to their uh, direct TV service provider and they'll be able to get all the information on that program. Um, and, and of course, you know, if, if anybody wants to uh, reach out, uh, to me as well. I'm, I'm easily reachable to at carl.reyes at showtime.net. I'd be more than happy to answer any of those questions as well. Thanks, Carl. We appreciate it. Have a great Christmas. I know I'll be looking for my Showtime stuff under the tree if you don't get out uh, by the rest of the afternoon for the gifts. Okay. You got it, BJ. <laughs> Take care. Thanks for call- talking. Take care. All right. So, Hal, we've heard a lot today. What are your thoughts on OTT and cord cutting? Well, for one thing, it's, it is a, re, a really a very real thing now. Um, cable is still uh, dominant. We know that it's going to continue to be dominant, but what we're going to see is uh, more and more uh, offerings for these, uh, uh, you know, IP streaming services for video because clearly people really are responding to that. And we, for a long time, there has been a demand for this idea of a la carte programming where you can basically create a customized uh, television experience for yourself. And I really believe um, that that's definitely where the industry is going. And so if we look at the landscape over the next five years in terms of what will be offered through traditional cable systems, I think it's going. they're going to respond to it, and we're going to see some really interesting things coming about. I think on campus, uh, one of the things, obviously, is to try to find out what the students want, and that changes so quickly as the technology changes. Um, and, and based on that, find a way to be flexible, maybe no long-term commitments uh, with your providers, 
um, or your content providers just to make sure you can cover all of your bases. Right. And the other thing is um, I think everybody wants uh, the ability to time shift programming. Right. So you, so I think you're going to see cloud more cloud services for uh, PVR stuff. And you're also going to, I believe, see uh, uh, more integration with social media. Uh, where you're going to have your favorite show that you're sharing with your friends and you're actually going to be flagging like portions of the show, like, oh, my God, you really got to watch this. And uh, so you're going to see a blending of television experience with uh, social media. Um, I think that's actually going to happen pretty rapidly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our thanks to Rajiv Shinoy, Senior Director for Stream 2 at Apogee's IPTV Service. And then, of course, Carl Reyes, the Account Director for Special Markets for Showtime. Hal, thanks as always. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays to everybody. And we'll see you next time on Bars and Tone. Yep. Bye. Bye.